0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast. So, 268, I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games. I was going to start this show being like, oh, no, I haven't played any video games. But, you know, I I technically have. I realized it just moments before starting the podcast. Um, I went ahead and revisited a Wii game we talked about a while ago called uh, Walk It Out. This is a Konami um, rhythm walking game, I guess you could call it, where essentially you walk around an island um, with uh, music playing, and you basically walk to the beat. I think it, I think it's called like beat walk in japan or not japan uh uh, europe or something like that it's i think it's a japanese developed game but i don't think it actually came out in japan but um yeah it's 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 okay um i i've been playing it a a little while basically what you do is you you have an island sort of like a woohoo island like a wii sports something like that and um you basically have a bunch of paths on this island you walk around it and then so you have this uh top left corner of the screen you have like this i guess you'd call it Rhythm tracker thing where basically it shows, you know, the rhythm of the song and you kind of step in line with that. you either use like a DDR pad, a Wii balance board, or in my case, I'm just using the wemo and Nunchuck. And how that works is you just put the Nunchuck in your pocket and it tracks that. And I'm guessing accuracy why it's not super great, but yeah. So I played about three days, uh, probably at this point, a couple months ago. um And so today, or this, this time I'm trying to play every day for the most part. Um, I don't know how long I'll plan to play Walk It Out it's a game that seems like it's really intending for you to be there in the long run like I, I guess the 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 reason I say that is because when you walk and you step and you hit us like in the rhythm of the song, you get points and as you build those points you can build out things on the island so the the islands completely basically, You know, flat for the most part. There's some things here and there, but for the most part, it's a featureless island. And, um, essentially you go and you use your points to build things like apartment buildings, you know, create cars. Uh, benches, potted plants, trees, lots and lots and lots and lots of trees, actually, and so you just walk around this island and as you're walking, you can click on something with the Wii remote and then build it, but it takes a lot of points to build things, and um even like in a single session, if I really focus in one area, you know, I don't come anywhere near close to finishing it i think i was I was going around the stadium, which had like basically a bunch of trees around it. And I believe it took me two two full sessions to get all those trees created. So you can't adjust the um, the uh, uh, cost for them, though. I'm on normal right now, but you can reduce it down to, I think it's like a quarter of the points is the minimum. So if I get to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of getting to the end of this game where I'm not interested in like <laughs> walking around all that much in it anymore, anymore um, I may consider reducing that point value just to try to build out as much of the island as possible, because the, the reality is, is that, it, at least at the beginning, it's very drab in a way that I think kind of hurts the game in some ways. I feel like there's just not enough progression happening, you know, day by day for the most part at the standard progression. But for now, I'm going to stay at the standard progression, see how things go. Um, I built out a fountain. That's cool. Built the apartment complex I mentioned earlier. Um, And then, yeah uh those are kind of the two big things I built after you know basically essentially seven days worth of points I think at this point so so you know and then a bunch of trees and things like that everywhere so it's just one of those games that I think like I I wonder you know if there a lot more could have been done to to make the uh, building aspect of it more appealing but we'll see I, I you know maybe I'll t- turn that thing down to you know half point or quarter points and then that will like make the game you know progress in a way that feels a lot better so so yeah so that is the video game I play technically not really not really like an exercise thing I like walking a lot I, I like to go walk at the park and things like that um, but you know, in the Vegas heat, man, like most of the summer, I can't really do that. So walk it out. is kind of a fun way to, to do, uh, do it in a different way at the very least. And, and, and I did like the running aspect of, or the jogging aspect of, um, we fit, uh, I believe it's the first Wii Fit, and you basically put the Wii Remote in your, your pants pocket. I think there's a biking game in one of the other Wii Fit games, maybe. I, I, I can't remember for sure. But, um, but, uh, this game basically takes that mode and just makes a whole game out of it in, in a lot of ways. Uh, just, just not with nearly as much polish. But hey, if you like Dance Dance Revolution, lots of Dance Dance Revolution music in there, as far as I can tell, at least. I don't know any of the song. There's like the Black Eyed Peas in that game, and I've never really listened to the Black Eyed Peas, so now, Those black IP songs that are in there are the walk it out soundtrack to me. So whenever I hear that song that's like boom, 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 or whatever, um, I, I will think of, I will think of walk it out. I have that with like some songs in like happy dance collection where I'll play like a taiko drum master machine and be like, Oh, that's the happy dance selection or happy dance collection song. So anyways, glad to be back onto that though. I, I do really like it for the most part. I will say if like, cause um, if you're watching the video version, you can see I'm a bigger guy. Um, you know, I, if you do play this game, I think it's good to have like padding on your feet if you're really heavy kind of thing. So yes, anyways. Walk it out to the side. I think eventually I'll do a video review of that thing, um, but you know I don't know when that game is done at this point, right? Um, but back to, to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, I guess first I should say, Buddy Mission Bond video is basically done. Um, so on August 3rd, I'm gonna have the Buddy Mission Bond video come out, so please look into that- forward to that. It's like a 20-minute video. It's- in some- it's- it's basically two videos in one. It's- it's- it's me talking about Buddy Mission Bond, and then me doing, like, a very PCFX English guide kind of approach to Buddy Mission Bond, although it's more just general, like, hey- how can you utilize the resources you have playing Buddy Mission Bond to get an understanding of the story and put the pieces together? That's that's really what it is. So um, I hope you guys enjoy that when that comes out. Um, I am posting on Reddit recently trying to just like feel a little more comfortable sharing there because usually the problem I run into with Reddit is I'm only there when I need to share something and obviously you don't know, you don't want to spam and self-promote and things like that and if, if, if a community doesn't have a rule against it I'll just go do it but if they if they do have a rule against it I typically won't but so I'm in the Nintendo Switchboard just posting there a little bit just trying to <laughs> give myself some cover and I think once it's done I'll probably won't stick around there but we'll see I don't know it's it's fine if it, you know it's just very kind of straightforward Nintendo discussions and things like that for the most part so um and then the week after that August 10th um I have the Buddy Mission Bond Blu-ray and CD uh, box set uh, unboxing video that I uh, did for Patreon but instead I'm gonna make it for free so it is a video that I'm like hey guys thanks for subscribing to the Patreon but um, it is going to be freely available from the beginning so um, again those are kind of along with the Xenoblade video that went up last week those are kind of the uh, two videos I wanted to use as like a hey Here's the kind of content I'm making on Patreon, um, just so you're aware. So then after that, I'll probably follow up with like a video that's like, hey, I have a Patreon, by the way, just in case, just somehow, I don't think a lot of people on the YouTube listen to this podcast, to be honest with you. So, um, so uh, having something that kind of pushes that towards them, I think, um, um, would be good. So, so yes, F- final, Oh, actually two buddy mission bond updates. One, uh, beyond my video one, um, there is an event that's coming up in, I believe September, um, so I think they're going to announce the details in August. I think I think it's an August 4th. So I think like l- literally the day after my Betty, Mission Bond video goes up. Um, so I mean, I don't, I, I'm assuming that's another stage show similar to the meteorite show that's going to be coming up. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll be looking forward to see what that is. Um, I need to double check. Like I could have sworn that that concert happened like l- at the end of last year and they have not d- like released anything for that as far as I can tell. So I might just have to look into it and see if there's like a way, you know, you can, you can stream it and then, you know, honestly, I would, I would like to capture it to make sure it's preserved in some way. Um, if, if that is the case. So I probably should look into that at some point, but, uh, also, um, speaking of wasting money on stuff I don't need with the Blu-ray box set, uh, the buddy mission bond glasses we talked about this so this these are rock glasses so i assume for whiskey or wine or something like that which i don't drink so i will never use it for whiskey or or whatever scotch (laughs) um alcohol i can say alcohol things um but there's the buddy mission bond glasses uh, and I was talking about those a couple weeks because they were sold at the last event that happened and, um, they sold out, uh, well, yeah, most of the event stuff, like they have a limited inventory, then they sell them out at that event, or they don't really sell them after the event. Um, however, with the, with the handful of the merchandise, they're actually selling them at the online Koei Tecmo store now. And one of those things were the rock glasses. So where it was like selling for 107 or like 17,000, I think it would be 17,000 yen, um, which was like a hundred and you know, before, before the U S dollar got strongest as the yen, like a 170 bucks now, probably closer to like 130 or something like that. Um, that was like the aftermarket price for them. Um, but straight from Koei Techno store, they came out to uh, 9,000 yen, which is closer to like 60 bucks, uh, 65 bucks probably. So I did go ahead and buy them <laughs> at that price. Uh, I have not, got, I, I, I use Tenso for those kind of orders. So um, I, I have not seen what the shipping cost is going to be on those yet. Oh, uh, it was $5 or 500 yen to actually ship it to Tenso, but, um, yeah, what's actually going to end up? I don't know. I'm going to guess another 40 to 50 bucks. That would be my, my guess. Um, but we'll see. So very excited. If you haven't seen those before, there was really nice, you know, glasses with like, um, the, for, for Luke, there's a, the pistol that he has. Um, for, uh, Mokuma, it's his, like, little scythe weapon on there, um, for Chelsea, it's, uh, a mask, and then, uh, for Aaron, I think for Aaron, it's his claw that he has, um, I believe, so, um, they're really nice looking, and I like cups because, you know, I can use cups pretty easily, I just won't be using them for alcohol, right, so, um, I don't really know the size of rock glasses, so hopefully they're like somewhat normal size. I, I think they're larger than shot glasses, I believe. So I think they're like normalish kind of short glasses, which I, I do have like normal short glasses myself as well, which I think honestly, when I bought them, I think they were rock glasses and I I just didn't like know what that was. I was just like, oh, here's some short cups and some tall cups. I'll, I'll get both variety just in case, you know, just in case. <laughs> so, so Yeah. So that is my Buddy Mission Bond spending much money update. I've spent over three hundred dollars on Buddy Mission Bond at this point. <sighs> Hopefully, that's the last. I will say that, like most of the other merch, um, I, I can I can go, go without, and most of it is just kind of like stuff, right? Right. I would rather if I were to just get Buddy Mission Bond stuff that's just gonna like exist in my house and do nothing else. I would much rather go for the, um, you know, independent creators making stuff for that. Um, that would be my personal preference. So, but those glasses, man, those glasses, I have a Toka doll glass too, but, um, I don't put any liquid in that. Uh, it's kind of a weird glass. I think it's supposed to be like for, like a small parfait. I think it's what it's supposed to be for. Um, and it has, uh, I forget what's on there. I think it's tear, the little like a uh, mermaid girl in a Toka doll um i seem to recall it maybe did not turn out super great i haven't looked at it in a while I should probably look at it um but it has i have a tier card in there right now from the uh a token all card thing so so yeah there's actually an a token all event that happened this week and i did not go i was thinking about it i probably should have gone but with with the with the amount of money i spent on buddy mission bond glasses and then i also recently put an order in with vink i was like i don't need to be spending more money right now Oh. Hold on to more money spending. And they seem to be having those events every like two months or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm sure they will eventually will stop. <laughs> but, you know, I, I went pretty hard into the event last time. I actually had the feeling that, like, hey, the events will probably be less often now that a doll has shut down. But it seems like they have only gotten more frequent. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, although if they, if anybody, if they ever sell those, like, um, plush a doll dolls that that one guy or lady makes, I don't know if guy or lady, like that one person makes, I would be all on board of buying one of those. They're pricey. I will say that. But I think he takes them to Wonderfest. And I think last time um, when they took it to Wonderfest, they sold out like within two hours. And I was like, that's crazy. So, um, but yeah, I would love that. One day I would like to go to Wonderfest. That'd be be kind of fun. So, yes. Um, And then just a couple of updates on personal project stuff. Um, local recording update stuff with um with uh, the stream. So I talked about it pretty in depth last last week about like trying to get it so I can record local video while I was streaming. Tested it out with One Piece this week, seemed to work pretty well. I was a little scared at first because when I finished the stream, I saw the file was 13 gigabytes. But when I did the comparison to my other footage, um, that's actually about right for three hours of footage at 1080 60. So that 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 evened out. So and I can compress that down if I need to as well, especially for something like One Piece where I probably won't make a video on it i just need the footage available in case it comes up for any reason in the future so uh, i'll probably compress that down and just leave it at that um but yeah that's very cool the only thing i have left with that is you know getting the 3ds games to work as well so i can do that on ds games as well so i can do the, the the raw capture of the game while i stream it as well um, actually it, it's worth mentioning too. Um, I talked about one piece during the, at the end of last stream last week. I was like, okay, we're going to play one more session of one piece and then take a break. I looked at the game facts guide and it seems like we're maybe towards the end of that game. I was getting the feeling we were towards the end of that game, but you know, the How long to beat it says it's a 30 hour video game. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to trust that. Um, but when I was looking at the guide, there's only three areas left in the guide. And we're already halfway through that one of those three areas. So um, we might just kind of feel it out at the end of the stream next week and figure out maybe we'll keep pushing on one piece. Maybe that 30 hours is inaccurate on beat.com. it wouldn't be the first time I've had an accurate number of counts for those kind of games um sometimes games are shorter sometimes games are longer it just depends on you know uh, how it goes like the, like I think uh Crime Crackers I thought that was going to be like a five to ten hour game it ended up being like I don't remember how many hours like 20 to 25 or something like that so so yeah the other thing I did this week was I went ahead and uh worked on some panels so I'm going to try to submit panels to Sin City uh and Sin City anime here in Las Vegas um that one's probably gonna be focused on uh, actually kind of just what we talked about a little bit buying Dojin goods and stuff from Japan and um and also maybe like a little bit about interacting with you know the people you purchase from and just making trying to make sure people don't like you know do anything bad in that regard um and then the, the other one i was looking at was submitting to KamoriCon. and for the KamoriCon one i figured i'd just take my um collecting games on a budget video that i did and like the positivity of like collecting games um and and maybe doing something like that there uh they seem to specifically have a section for submitting gaming panels so i think i might do that and that's up in oregon um, I, it, it is a little bit of a shame because i i believe the year i went to komori con last portland retro game expo and KamoriCon were back to back so so I was able to just go up for like, you know, essentially a week and a half and and, and just go to both. Um, but this one, uh, I think they're like three weeks apart. So if I do get accepted, I will probably go up and I do plan to go to Portland Retro Game Expo as well. So I probably will be packed up in Oregon twice uh, in the same month this time frame. Um, but that will be the current plan uh, at the moment. So, so, yes. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about before we get into Patreon and then switch over to news this week. Um, is that the, and this is technically news, but, um, I think it's worth talking about, uh, the 3DS and Wii U eShop are, um, for real, for real, kind of shutting down on March 27th, 2023. Um, but I believe, cause so, so there's been like multiple phases to this, but I believe previously you could not use your credit card to purchase points on the Wii U and 3DS eShop. Then there are other ways you can get points into the Wii U and 3DS eShop, as of August 28th, I believe no method will let you get more points into those eShops. So you will have to essentially, you know, use the points that you already have there. Um, I am going to say before we get into this a little bit, I'm a big believer that if Nintendo doesn't care enough to take your money with this stuff, um, you should not like fret over giving them a bunch of money. I'm one of those people that bought uh, like you know 250 bucks of stuff on Virtual Console and We when those services were shutting down. And um, I don't necessarily fully regret it, but it was a lot of, like, I just kind of realized how weird it was, just kind of like putting these weird, like, little, like, landmarks down, like, I have digital rights to this game. I have digital rights to this game. I have digital rights to this game. And then being really unsure, like, how long I have digital rights to those games for. Um, and then just running into some situations where, oh, there's a WiiWare game I actually want to check out, and I can't buy it now. All right, I'm just gonna go, what I, do what I need to do to get access to this thing, right? Um, and so yeah, my feeling is like, hey, if Nintendo's gonna make it like a nightmare to to give them money to do this stuff, especially if, you know, there's no way to give them money for whatever, um, you know, don't don't sit there and like, you know, dump tons and tons of money into these stores if you don't know, you know, if you don't have a commitment to play something. I I'm I'm not a big fan of like the fear of missing out anymore and like like trying to, trying to avoid those things now, like where it's like, I'm trying not to buy from Lunar Run games and things like that. When the time comes, I will make the decision on how to get something. And if a company is not making it easy for me to get something from them, I'm not going to stress too much about how I, how I get it otherwise. If that's the case. So in saying that though, hey, what, do you, do you need to keep yourself feeling legal within the legal rights of your, 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 your state? at the US Constitution are you worried about the U.S. Constitution and the eShop? Well, you should probably buy your games uh, sooner rather than later. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, basically, all I'm saying is like, hey, I was going to talk about some games on the Wii U and, and, and 3DS that I think uh, are worth uh, maybe checking out um, if you are looking for games to pick up for those, those stores shut down, or at least you can't add any more money to the stores. Um, so I was going to go through a few of the ones that I thought were pretty cool. I have a pretty small list here on Wii U, actually. Most, I think, the things that I'm interested in uh, you could buy on physical disc, but uh, I'm a big fan of uh, affordable space adventures on the Wii U. That's a really cool th- three player game where you basically are all in this like little ship together as you like dive around on this like planet and each player controls a different part of the ship. So it's like kind of coordinate and solve puzzles together and things like that. I think it's a great local co-op game. Um, and and I highly recommend it. Although I feel like, I, think, I feel like it's a better two player game than it is a three player game. I remember the third player just kind of really didn't have as nearly as much to do. So they just kind of were like hanging around. But the two players, I think, is a great way to, to to play that game. So highly recommend that game. And then uh the only other game in, in its entirety that I would recommend is I think that the we Use a great place to play Yoshi Touch and Go, honestly. Um I you know, I think that's a great price point for a game like Yoshi Touch and Go. Like I think it's like, you know, five to ten bucks somewhere within that range. That's probably the price Yoshi Touch and Go needs to be in the first place. But I think Yoshi Touch and Go is like a really fun arcade game. I have a video about it if you wanna check that out. Um but uh I just think it's like a really fun, uh, like, arcade game that you can kind of play over and over and over again, and and I don't know if Nintendo's gonna re-release that thing ever again in the future. So, and then if you're ever playing a plan, playing to play Xenoblade Chronicles X, go download the um, the four uh sets of files for Xenoblade Chronicles X. I don't think you need to own Xenoblade Chronicles X to download them but basically they have four sets of files that you can download and then those will make loading faster because it reads it off the hard drive. Now you I would say those those files will fill your drive if not they may not even fit entirely on the internal drive of the the Wii U so that would be like you need to use a hard drive so if you have a Wii U with a hard drive attached to it just go download those if you're interested. Um, that's not to say Xenoblade Chronicles X won't ever come back. I don't know. Maybe it will. There's a lot of things about Xenoblade Chronicles X that make it a challenging game to port, I think. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe eventually they'll, they'll get around to it. But if you don't have any faith for that, go download those. Make sure you have them. I don't know the current situation for downloading those, although I'm sure, you know, there's probably going to be a way in the future that you can download those files. 3DS um attack of the friday monsters i fucking love that game sorry i cursed um um it's a really cute like summer vacation game where you basically have this little kid running around like a little small town and um it's it's really more of a game about the dad in the game and like um like a dad who kind of gives up his dreams for his family but then like the only way he can save his family by the end of it is to like to 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 believe in his dreams i i think it's a very cute cute dad story game so if you uh, are looking for something for father's day next year because <laughs> i think father's day has already passed uh, that's a great option there uh, crimson shroud very cool kind of like neat presentation rpg i don't really like gameplay mechanics it being that fun but it is like this kind of like weird virtual board game single player rpg that i thought was really cool um so that that's a really really awesome uh game i'd recommend liberation maiden that's that grasshopper like top down i guess top down shooters probably not the best word for it but it's like a um 30-ish minute game like that just has a lot of like really flashy action to it really fun to play you go around and like you shoot these spires and then there's like these boss fights with these giant spi- spires again very very short game but very fun uh, i think all those are part of the gildo series actually now that i think about it scrolling up here i think attack of the friday monster crimson shroud and liberation maiden were all gildo series games so technically you could buy the japanese versions um and get the physical copies for those but uh you know those are we in japanese obviously so kirby's Up blast i saw someone recently who i forget where i think i got like recommended some random video on youtube that was like talking about kirby games i think he like ranked every kirby game and i think he like ranked kirby's blowout blast like on this like bottom five games i love blowout blast blowout blast is a cool game it's like basically like a kirby puzzle game where you have to go and figure out like how to suck up enough enemies so you can shoot a giant star and kill all the en- enemies in like one go and get ringed for each room essentially it's like only like an hour long but i thought it was like super fun maybe like another hour if you try to 100 percent it but i really like kirby blowout blast a lot um sakura samurai i don't remember much about that game other than it being like samurai punch out but um i think it's probably worth checking out uh 3d outrun i just thought that was a really cool version of that game you get different cars and stuff like that it's all like just rom hacky kind of stuff but i thought that was a cool version of 3d outrun and then lastly this is a game that is physical but um unfortunately it's very expensive physically i've i love me some rhythm thief maybe my favorite 3ds game maybe i'd have to think about that but I do love me some Rhythm Thief. That's that, uh, very, very Space Channel 5-esque kind of, um, rhythm game where it's, uh, it's kind of, it kind of feels like a mix between Space Channel 5, Professor Layton, and, um, yeah, I think that's a good a good comparison, maybe. Um, just like this 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 French uh, <laughs> French kid going around who's a thief, and uh, you have to play rhythm mini games to get out of like you know various situations and and all that fun stuff. But very cute story, very positive story. Um, uh, really really awesome game. I love it. I love it a bunch. I have a quick look at that game. Quick play. Uh, quick play of that game. Um, I don't remember if that quick play is any good, but that is something that exists. So, anyways, those are some titles that I'd recommend myself if you're gonna try to rush to get some wii u and 3d stuff again but again look don't kill yourself trying to get these things just uh, there are ways to get this stuff in the future if you need it and if nintendo's not going to sell it to you don't don't stress too much about it (laughs) um so so yeah guess what patreon time jillian paul daniel discreet thank you so much i had to think about that last one for a second. Discreet you have been the longest one but I always forget despite you, your name giving me the longest the hardest time <laughs> cuz I'm like is it cuz I'm like discreet is it like actually discreet or is it like does 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 Patreon call him discreet because he said I want to be anonymous so so yeah um but yeah hey do you know with Patreon you can get bonus content I basically have a 2 week cycle where I do a video on the main channel then a video on the um the uh, Patreon channel back and forth Every week, essentially, so you know, you get a video every two weeks on the main channel. A video every two weeks on the Patreon, basically, is how that works. Um, so, so yeah, um, for five dollars, you can get that bonus content level, get those bonus videos. I believe this week is the Game Boy Advance AC adapter unboxing and testing. That's essentially where I have the little. Um, it's it, it's actually for the original Game Boy Advance, not the SP. It's a little like backplate that goes on. It's an official Nintendo. Um, 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 accessory. It's a backpack that goes on, you plug it in there, you plug it into a wall, you can play your Game Boy Advance as long as you're connected to a wall. Um big reason I use that is to use it with my Game Boy players. If you want to see me test that out, see what that's like, that's a video for you there. Um if you are at the $5 level, um you can also ask a Patreon question, although there's also a $3 level that you can do this too. Um and essentially, um you know, we basically on Mondays I post up a a post on the Patreon that's like, "Hey, What's a question you'd like me to answer during this week's podcast? Jillian has forever provided plenty of questions for us to answer for this. Um, So this week's question is, what are some video game characters you really like that you never see anyone else talk about? Um, And so I did a little thinking on this one because my initial gut reaction was, let's talk about characters from games nobody ever talks about. But I, I, that's not really the question, right? The, the question is characters you don't really hear anyone talk about. So I decided to include games that are somewhat popular to some degree. But yeah, just characters that I that I haven't really heard about. And I, I had a lot, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm going to keep it to three as like in depth. And then we're just going to kind of go through a quick shot list here of some other ones. Um, the first one here and I'm going to probably do a really bad job of pronouncing this, is uh, Eva de Um This is a secondary character in Panzer Dragoon Orda. And if you watch my Panzer Dragoon Orda video, you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, this is a child soldier Who, um, you get to play as him after you, like, unlock his special mode. And you just, like, it's a very, like, weird mode initially when you first start it. Because you're just, like, a little kid at, like, a military base. And you're, like, on this little bike. Like, like, flying a bike. You just do, like, little tests and things like that. Um, but the whole thing with his, his thing is basically how the main character, um, in a lot of ways, basically just ruins his life. (laughs) Um, and, I mean, it, he wasn't, like, super happy as is, but, like, it, it gets real fucking bad after, um, essentially the first mission of the official, like, story on there, uh, for him. And it's just, like, a really, really, really sad story. And, <laughs> and I don't want to go, like, too into detail on it, but, you know, essentially his whole thing is that, like, he has this dad that's, in the, like, in the military, and he doesn't really understand why his dad is so focused on work so he's like he thinks his dad like kind of hates him even though his dad is like in the military trying his best so he can essentially help keep his kid alive because this kid this kid is very sick or whatever um if, if i recall correctly actually i think he only joins the military after after the first mission or whatever so um and so essentially this kid ends up on these like missions with with all these other kids and then they all like get blown up and stuff and it's like really depressing um and the story also like ends in a really depressing way too so it's it's this <laughs> I would love to say wonderful wonderful is not the best way to describe it but it is probably one of my favorite stories in video games um and it, you know it's pretty straightforward for the most part but it is very sad and like he's not that interesting of a character per se but like what happens to him is I think interesting especially since it is like direct a direct impact from the the player's actions in the main game, which obviously other games have done that, right? Uh, Like, oh, you did something and like you, you you know, it's a bad thing kind of thing. But I, I think the nice thing about this is that it's not just a moment that you have where something bad happens. It is a series of events of just this kid in this war against the main playable character in the main story and just like, them all dying (laughs) Um, so i think i think it's the long-term commitment to that story that i think makes it work so really love that character and i or that story um is it is sad i have a hard time talking about it without tearing up a little bit um anyway so that's one uh gans from radiata stories i love gans he's just like this kind of pudgy knight in that game, and he just has, like, a really positive personality, but he's also, like, very self-critical, and so it's always this kind of, like, back and forth of him just being, like, projecting confidence, but very clearly not not really having the confidence. He's like he's 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 confident because he needs to be a leader. Um and and so but he's not necessarily like leadership material, but he like he's there because he needs to be in some ways. Um so I really love Gans, very very fun. I do remember like the second half of the game Gans getting kind of this weird thing. I think he like like ends up joining the Thieves Guild and I remember like the story getting a little weird at that point. But of Stories is a game like I don't necessarily trust I saw all of Gans story because of how that game worked with um you know there's basically this after the opening chapter you basically split with the um the empire or whatever and um and uh th- from there you can basically partner up with I think it's like 60 plus characters and so you know each of those characters had their own little storylines and things like that and so I GANs might be wrapped up in some of that. And I know for sure I did not get like all those storylines in that game. So but I love Gans. Um, and the last one here is Carrie Fernandez from um, Castlevania 64. Um, which I, there are Carrie Fernandez fans out there, I will say for sure. Um, but I do think like when I, when I see Carrie Fernandez, um, what I like a lot about her is, um, I do like the kind of like adoption story with her where she's not like, um, you know, she's adopted, right? And so she just, she didn't have her real mother. And then like the main antagonist for her is like this um this lady who essentially sacrificed all her children for power kind of thing. Um so so I, I like that dynamic a lot and I like Carrie Fernandez's story a lot um in that game. And I I have a soft spot for adoption stories for some reason. I don't know why. Um like Gun Gun Pixies had a very similar thing where like they, they had to kind of ask the question of like, hey, we have this sister who isn't really our sister. And then like trying to navigate that. And, and it, it's complicated. Gun Gun Pixies, is not complicated, but I'd have to get into the storyline of what Gun Gun Pixies is, which is a whole other thing. Tiny alien girls running around and shooting women in legs is what that game is. But there's a very cute story about sisters and things like that in that game that I really enjoyed. So uh, anyways, here here's some uh, quick shots of random other characters. Hawk and Browning for Super Robot Tyson, OG Saga Endless Frontier. I love that man. I, for some reason, really like, like, womanizers in games i don't know why i like thank i like Mokuma from buddy mission bond um uncle russ from uh wave race blue storm that's uh ricky winterborn's uncle um he is the announcer for so in wave race blue storm every character has their own narrative. or i guess you'd say like um I don't know, like, like person on the microphone assisting them. And he's like, hey, left turn coming. Hey, right turn coming. Oh, you got a turbo kid. 99% of the time, it's just him saying you got a turbo kid. I liked Uncle Russ for some reason. I don't know. He always stuck with me. His voice stuck with me. I, I think he's like a nice voice is the thing. He's like, hey, kid. He sounds like he sounds like Uncle Russ is gonna take you to TGI Fridays, and you're gonna be very excited about it. Um I like Cesar from Dragon Quest Heroes too. He's just like the hot-headed, stupid guy, but he's like the prince of a kingdom. I love the opening scene with Cesar where he's just like a fucking dumbass. I curse twice again this podcast. I try not to curse at the podcast. I don't have to mark it as explicit, but I'm not bleeping it out. So it's explicit this week. Um, but Cesar, he's just like a stupid idiot who's like, he gets like one piece of evidence that he's like, oh, somebody murdered my father. Like in this, this like very clearly set up piece of evidence. And he's like, starts a war over it. And then he like figures it out. He's just like, oh, you guys should just like cut my head off and kill me. I don't know. I like Cesar. He's just kind of a dumbass. Uh, he, he he's one of those characters that like consistently gets like um uh confused throughout the whole game and just like will frequently i don't know if he ever fully turns on you but he will blame people non-stop for things even though he has time and time again been proven that his uh detective skills are not particularly great um weevil from metroid prime he, hunters Um, not a lot to say about that other than I just liked the, uh, the idea that one of the random space pirates that, um, uh, Samus had blown up in the past, um, survived and then basically like became a cyborg and then was like chasing after her in some ways. Um, I recently had a conversation with somebody who was like big into Metroid and like, you know, nobody gives a crap about Metroid Prime Hunters. Um, and, and I was talking about, uh, Metroid a little bit and Metroid Prime Hunters, like I brought it up a little bit and talked about like, oh yeah, I love Weevil and he got ecstatic. He told me all the things about Metroid Prime Hunters that like connects to the rest of the series. And like his, his hope that Metroid Prime Hunters has a connection to Metroid Prime 4. I'm like, this man is dreaming the dream i am so happy for him i do not think metroid prime hunters will ever matter with metroid prime 4 but you know i hope i hope it works out for him <laughs> Uh Homura from Tokyo, he's one of the guys in that game. I like his story about like basically his childhood friend who dies and him being haunted by a spirit that um embot or like I don't know if he like really is the spirit, but he like he has the memories of the childhood friend and he like stalks him. It's it's really good. Uh and then Corona from doraemon there's not a lot to say about her. She's just like a little little princess from the like Dorimon. Uh, or the, the, I forget what the kingdom is. It's like some kingdom, little princess, like a blue hair and a ponytail. And, um, I just like her character design a lot. So, and, uh, I went and bought the manual and strategy guide just to basically scan like the three pieces of art for her that is available. Although she's also, she is in the manga that's included in the strategy guide as well. So that's the other thing. So anyways, there you go. List of characters. I feel like we just listen off stuff fast at the beginning of this podcast. So anyways, beginning of this podcast, we're already like 30 minutes in. Thank you again so much for the Patreon. I appreciate it. Like I said, GBA videos coming up, GBA AC adapter videos coming up. So please look forward to that. I'm sure I'll probably bring the buddy mission bond glasses on there at some point as well. And then I don't know what we'll show. I'll be like, look, cups. (laughs) But that's that's about the quality of the content on the Patreon. It's like, look, I got thing. (laughs) So, so yeah. It's news time, massage freaks. We talked about this last week. This is that rhythms massage game. Before we get into this, actually, let me talk a little bit about somebody, uh, kind of teased me a little bit about, like, um, the, <laughs> the fact that I was, like, going on this whole thing about Cinder Kugura reflections and, like, massaging ladies in games. And then this game also having a massage thing. Like, to kind of roll back to initially what the whole situation of Cinema Kugura reflection was, I really like, like, game motion control games that do very distinct movements with hands. And the thing I always sourced for a long time is like the most standout thing to me was was Call of Duty 3. There's this mini game where you set up a C4 bomb. And in my mind and memory, what this game was, was you would put the C4 bomb up using the Wii Remote. So you'd like shuck the, shuck, shove the Wii Remote rope forward. You would put the nunchuck to the side of the Wii Remote, twist the uh, the Wii Remote to twist set the timer on the C4 bomb, and then you pull the Wii Remote away to set the bomb. Or the, the nunchuck away, sorry, because you're using the nunchuck as the pin. Pull it away to set the bomb, and then the bomb would be set. In my mind, this was amazing. I loved it. Went back and revisited it recently. It's not really that. It is very, very, very not that. So I can't really use it as a source anymore of like, I love this particular thing. Um, but I still love, you know, games that make you do things with your hands and like do it in ways that connect you to the game in a lot of ways and, and and uses the visual representation of what you're doing in the game as a and, and and what they tell you to do with the controller as a way to kind of like you know reduce the distance between you and the game. It's why I talked so kind of glowingly about um family uh, jockey because like what you're doing in in the real world with like you know hitting the reins um matches what's happening in the game in a way that feels authentic enough where you feel like that 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 swinging motion is impacting the game pretty significantly in some ways. Like it makes a connection between what you're doing in the game. My my least favorite Wii games are ones that just do emotion just to do emotion and they don't make any sense. So. Anyway, so so Career Reflections had that thing where you like rub the palms of their hands, things like that. So it's out of this whole thing. It's not because I'm like, <laughs> It's not because I'm like I really just want to massage ladies in a video game format although I made a joke My friend was like are you gonna try weed at some point in your life? And I was like if you make a game an anime game about smoking weed and you can use the joy-con to smoke a blunt Yeah, man, I would do that in video game form, but I'm not gonna smoke weed anytime soon sorry <laughs> Long, long rant, sorry, massage freaks. It was delayed. Um, So uh, this actually came uh, from a pretty big breakdown from uh, Automata Media. I really recommend this website. It's a uh, Japanese news site that um, has their stories translated in English. I think they're actually hiring writers right now. So if you can do Japanese to English translations, definitely look into it. I don't know. I think it was like a week ago. So I don't know how long they're waiting, looking for, but you know, worth looking into. I think I don't know if they pay well. Don't I'm not endorsing them from a work, work perspective. I do not, I did not look at their glass door or whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, so they, uh, went and did a, an article about this because there's actually apparently some pushback on, in some Japanese internet circles. I didn't really see exactly where in like how vocal this was. But basically, you know, the game is very heavily, you know, focused on sexual content. I would say, personally, even seeing the imagery on Nintendo's website, I was very surprised. There are full, you know, panty shots and things like that. Um, And it is very explicit in that regard. You know, obviously you don't see any... Full nudity, but you you do see these very erotic scenes, and I think Nintendo of America or, or ESRB rated the game like thirteen for teen or whatever. So like maybe it's not so bad, but the pictures look very very suggestive. Um, but hey, you know I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so so the bigger issue seems to be though that the characters in the game were named after, or at least their first names were named after. Um, characters or not characters, real people in some idol group. I think the the names were probably stage names or something, but the, the actual names they had um, matched with real people, and 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 there was some issue with that. So essentially, especially since this game is very, I think sexual is the big part of it. Um, that they decided to kind uh, of to, to to rename all the characters, and they had to delay the game. So, don't know if there's any other changes that are coming, but um, the uh, Automata media did note that, like, Nintendo, like, at at one of their... uh, shareholder meetings had talked about this kind of stuff in the past. And like, you know, how Sony and Microsoft censors games that come on their platform or however you want to say it. I know "censors" like it's a very strong word, but you know, ask for changes in content before releasing. They have, they have policies on their store for that stuff. And Nintendo was basically like, Hey, as long as the rating systems rate it, the appropriate age range, we don't care. And that seems to be kind of the thing that, that, that people seem to be leaning on when talking about how, you know Nintendo's listing erotic material like this on their their store they are getting age ratings teen seems low again for me but you know ESRB probably knows better than me what fits whatever guidelines they're doing so Anyways, that was kind of an interesting story, though. I thought it was worth 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 mentioning. I'll be curious to see. I know their the Q uh, rate is the developer name, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But they've done some other games. They had a couple games that had to get re released on the store. I think like that as well at some point to make some changes. So this isn't new for them. This seems to be an ongoing thing for them. But you know, when you're making super erotic games and things like that, you know, probably this stuff's gonna happen. So. <laughs> New video game from Studio Sizensen. I think that's how you pronounce that. That's the Umihara Kawase developers. They're making a new arcade game. I guess you could call it like reverse Umihara Kawase. Um, essentially, you are this girl. I think her name's like Milk Chan. Yeah, Punch and Jump Milk Chan is the game's name. Um, and it is a uh, basically, it looks like a lot like an Umihara Kawase game of there's a bunch of floating platforms with like little monsters going around. Um, but instead of like hooking the walls and pulling yourself with the fishing lure or something like that and like using that as like a physics thing where you can kind of fling yourself around in this case um milkchan punches the ground or punches the surface that that you point the the Lure at or whatever. It's not really a lure, it's like a spring arm or something like that. And so you can use that to basically shoot yourself up in the air and you can continue to use that punch throughout the air. You know, like you don't you can't do it only or it's not like one of those things where it's like you can only do it on one jump or something like that. You can continue to ricochet yourself up. Um and it, it, it looks like it has pretty long levels vertically. I'm kind of curious that they looked at games like um there's like some night game I always see like VTubers playing where they're like jumping up and they go from screen to screen. But at the end of the trailer they have her fall like a really long way down so i'm curious if they took some inspiration from that of just like hey we're gonna have this really long getting over it's actually a great example as well where you, you can fall a long way down so i wonder if that's something that, that it seems a bit more acceptable. i'm saying this completely out of my butt so don't don't take that as me saying like 100 they took from this just i i'm curious because i've seen that, that kind of thing more recently maybe umihara kawasa games have some kind of long-term thing of this and also we've only seen a little bit of footage of this so it's not like it's a guarantee like every stage is like this so um it has kind of like a mario maker comment style system on it where it seems like where characters or people will leave comments on the page um and then um you don't you can't die in it but there's a timer so you have to get up at the certain point um i think i mentioned at the start it's arcade only for some reason right now um they I don't think they've mentioned any of uh, any mention of it coming to pc or anything like that yet um, but it does support saving, so you can use the. I think they're all i iMA cards. Is that Sega's cards? I can't remember. I think it's a Sega card. Um, but you can use those cards to save your progress in the game and come back. So, um, for all you fans living in Japan, there you go. Pun- Punch and jump, Milk Chan. That's the name. <laughs> so, uh, Square Enix had a blog post that gave a pretty deep. I don't know if "deep" is the right word. They they, they give a text description of what the gameplay is in Dragon Quest treasures um this is a game that i have had a lot of interest in i think at the nintendo direct there was a trailer for it uh the third party direct i believe um and uh the thing that i kind of came away from the direct was was like okay you have like a party of monsters they seem to fight with you that's kind of the big thing um but with this this um uh breakdown did was talk more about uh finding treasures so treasures you know kind of the point of the game is to go search out for treasure and what seems like a fairly open world environment it's hard to say how big the environments are but it seems fairly open world and so the monster's basically all have like their own traversal skills for getting around the environment so like the bats can fly you around the knights like you can like you can like ride on top of the knights i don't know what that does for you but you can do that so it seems like that's kind of the focus Is like hey these monsters have traversal skills they have health bars too so it seems like they can dive through combat or something like that and then you won't have them anymore um and then once you get to an area that you detect treasure you can go into like a treasure mode or treasure view mode or something like that um and all three of your monsters will basically um like provide a hint of where that that treasure is and it seems to be mostly visual so like have each monster you'll see a first person perspective of them looking at the treasure and it's kind of neat because it does show like like there's like the knight guy that's a like kind of a fairly common dragon quest monster or whatever and like it has all the like gradings and things like that so so they take the time to like you know make custom views for these characters which I appreciate um and essentially you have those three pictures and you use those to basically pinpoint where the treasure's at and then go to that point, and then select the treasure. I don't know if you have to like get it right the first time, or if there's like a rating system or something like that. But you know, it, it seems like it's that's that's kind of the intention for that. So um, it reminds me a lot of like the treasure maps and games that show you like a screenshot of an area and like or like a graphic, and you have to like determine where it's at. But in this case, you have three different ones, and they're like generated from where the monsters are standing and things like that rather than you know just something some puzzle you you were handed to you so i think i'm really excited for this game still i I think it just looks like a really neat thing i will probably never play dragon quest 11 which i think is this game is a spin-off of but as long as like the main story is fine but dragon quest games like dragon quest games feel like you know the story doesn't always need to be good it just needs to be like in the dragon quest style you know dragon quest like presentation storytelling voice acting all that stuff just like i think hits really well and and i think can cover up you know in my eyes what are usually more simple stories honestly um you know i'm not a big dragon quest fan i've only played for mainline dragon quest dragon quest 8 so you know i i do not have the expertise to say that for sure but but yeah level five is still alive although we talked about level five like last week or two weeks ago or something like that we talked about their uh, mech game that's going free to play um but they finally talked about Inazuma 11 again this is a ds and 3ds uh soccer game series that got really popular in Japan um I think they tried to localize at least a couple of them I don't think they all made it over here but I think they tried um, and they basically said they changed the, game, the name of the game from great road of heroes to victory heroes. I won't go into the details of like the story changes they were talking about. Cause like, I don't know. And nor do I care. Um, <laughs> Basically they're like, Oh, we, we restructured how we're going to tell the stories is, is, is how it goes. Um, But the big thing that kind of seemed to be the, the, the reason they're giving us why this game is taking so long is um trying to figure out the control scheme for this game, um, which I think they made some like really interesting points here that like like, hey, the Unizuma 11 series has always been on the DS and 3DS. And so they use the touchscreen, right? Um, and so they, they liked that from like a simplified soccer kind of experience kind of thing. And it sounds like when they're trying to bring the game over to Switch because, you know, they have to account for people who aren't playing on touch screens, um, they ended up just like making a normal soccer game and that was not very accessible and they did not like that Um, so the the thing that was unclear about this um, article I think Gimatsu translated it yeah Gematsu was the translator for it um And I don't know if it's a problem with the, the translation or if it's like a problem with the original text, but like they didn't really seem to go into details of like what they decided to do. They basically just said like, oh, we have the stylus mode in there if you play portably. And then they don't really talk about like what you do on console. So I don't know if they just never figured that out or if like they just went with the, hey, you're just going to play normal soccer video game when you have the system docked or something like that. Um, but that was, like, an interesting, like, point I didn't think about with Inazuma and, like, other DS franchises that had to get brought forward. Um, but yeah, I, I've never played those games, so I have no idea, like, how baked in the touchscreen was to that experience. But I can definitely understand, hey, we're making a soccer kids aimed at kids. We want to keep it as simple as possible. Um, one game I really, really, really want to play, and I have both of them, um, both of the ones i wanted um were the uh shield 21 games on Wii and DS i really love the presentation of those games we played them a little bit on stream a while back but i didn't know what i was doing um and uh, those games always read to me as like very simple straightforward football games and um but they they or rather maybe simple to control is the better word because you you do have stick tr- st- like tactics and things like that based off the actions you choose um and so that's something I've always wanted to check out so I don't know if Inazuma 11 kind of fits within that space maybe of like more um command driven kind of soccer game but I feel like that if that was the case then we probably this probably wouldn't be an issue so anyways not a lot to say about that I don't think they gave an updated release time frame on that game but I was talking to someone recently I was just like every day I feel like I could wake up and level five will be bankrupt and shut down and I would have expected it. <laughs> Maybe someday they will uh, get out of their hole or whatever. But yeah, it feels like they have not had a win in a long time. And I don't know if Inazuma 11 is going to be that, to be honest with you. But hey, we'll see. Maybe Inazuma is still a huge franchise in Japan. But you know it's been, what, five years or getting close five years since the, the last one, I think. So if not longer. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna be starting fresh again, but hey, all old ideas can appeal to new kids, that's why Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles keeps going, right, because they keep refreshing it, something like that, is that right, I don't know, I'm not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles expert, so. Um, and then we have some, uh, re-releases here I want to talk about real quick, uh, Koju Majo Remilia, this is, uh, Scarlet Symphony is the sub-name, but, uh, this is that, um, Tohu, 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 I... Someday I should just do the quick Google search to figure out how to actually say that franchise name. But you know, the Maid Lady t- Dojin game thing. Tohu, tohu, <laughs> tohu. sounds right, but um, toho, toho is probably right. Actually, toho. Anyways, now that I've vomited words out, um, this is that the Cynthia Knight kind of um, um, Dojin game in that style um, that w- was very popular on PC a long time ago. I feel like this is one of the most popular. Dojin games that like at least of like the 2010s um and or at least one of the most well-known ones uh, i could be wrong maybe it's just the circles i was in but in my mind it was always the most well-known one um but that game is coming out on switch here on july 28th i believe it's coming out on pc ps4 as well is that right i'm just gonna say switch for now i can't remember for sure if it's going um, I only have a Go Nintendo link here, so I'm sure Go Nintendo won't tell me if it's coming out on other platforms. <laughs> but um but either way, that Switch version that's coming out, um, the physical copy in Japan is gonna have English language on the cart. I believe it's digital only here in the US, so I wouldn't be surprised if Limited Run Games tries to list it at some point, but again, trying to avoid that. So I might consider picking it up. I need to pick up Gunvolt still, so I might do a bulk order of that and that this, and then maybe I, I still haven't picked up um the uh Deedlit in Wonderland Castlevania Cynthia Night style game. The problem is though, like, do I really want more Castlevania Cynthia Knight style games? I don't know if I do. <laughs> Like, like, I'm curious to see what Ritual of the Night does next, but I don't know if I need to be like flooding myself with these games, so I don't know. I'm on the fence about it, but still, if you import that Switch version, it will have English on it, so that's cool. Uh, Avenging Spirit, the arcade game, is coming to consoles. Uh, I don't think they have a release date, it's just 2022, but it's listed on the Nintendo America eShop for six bucks. I really like the original Avenging Spirit. Well, I really like the Game Boy version of Avenging Spirit that I played. I played it on 3DS actually, it was one of the first virtual console games, I think. Um, but to me, it always jumped out at me because i was like oh this is kind of like a kirby game where you like absorb the power of the other characters because you're a spirit that possesses uh enemies and so like the game is it's kind of straightforward it's pretty stiff honestly uh, but kind of the big thing with it is that you you're going to go try to rescue your girlfriend i think and uh, i think you have to do like certain things in the levels to get to the actual like end, ge- end game so i actually played in arcades recently and um and failed to do so because i forgot about that element of the game <laughs> so i got to the end i was like oh i don't have whatever i need to do to actually save my my girlfriend whoops so uh no girlfriend was saved that night she is still uh, locked away i don't remember what happens to her honestly she's somewhere <laughs> um, uh she's on the nintendo switch now apparently so i might pick that up it's six bucks That's pretty cheap. I think that's pretty reasonable. I really like that Game Boy game. So playing the very colorful arcade version of it, um, I think would be pretty good. I think the Game Boy version and the arcade version are pretty close to each other, but you know, I'm not like an avenging spirit expert. You know, I'm not gonna be able to sit there and like compare and let you know what the different environments look like. Uh, Oh, one more thing actually in the re-release thing. No More Heroes is coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox in mid-October. No More Heroes 3, I should say. So um, that's cool. I, I like No More Heroes 3 a lot. I think it gets better on the back half i think the beginning is not particularly good so if you do not like the beginning of no more heroes 3 i would recommend sticking through it um also highly recommend you play travis strikes again if you play no more heroes 3 it is very reliant on that in a lot of ways in my opinion there are a lot of other connections to other grasshopper games and things like that like the silver case stories but i feel like travis strikes again is the one that is like the actual like foundation for what that game is built off in a lot of ways so i I would highly recommend playing Travis Strikes again. I also think Travis Strikes again is a great game. Kind of the other way around. I think the beginning of Travis Strikes again, very strong. The ending, not so much. Um, I might like Travis Strikes again better than No More Heroes 3, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm a weirdo with like what I like in games. So anyways, there's that. And then the last news story here is that I think it's like the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy X. Is that right? That doesn't seem right. 20th anniversary. That seems maybe right. I don't know. Numbers. It's an anniversary. Final Fantasy is an old game, and anniversaries are happening for it. (laughs) Um, um, I don't remember the rest of the details of what's going on. I don't remember if they were announced anything, but the only thing that stood out to me was that they're doing a Final Fantasy X Kabuki show, and I was like, that sounds great. I would love to see a Final Fantasy X Kabuki show and see what that's like. Unfortunately, I highly doubt I will be able to. It happens in spring next year. And, uh, you know, I don't know the situation in Japan, but I do not get the impression that Japan is going to be happy to let foreigners roam around uh, as, a, as a holiday, you know, versus, you know, uh, the, you know, if you actually work there or something like that um, anytime soon. I would love to see that though. I really wanted to see a Kabuki show when I was in Japan. And all this comes out of Kabuki Warriors. I really like Kabuki Warriors on the Xbox. And I just like fell in love with the look of that game in a lot of ways. And just like the presentation, like the, the, the general um, ideas behind that game. And And I went and watched some like Kabuki stuff online. It's like this, this I, I love like old stage plays and things like that and like overacting and, and Kabuki feels like it fits that. Um, And so I, I really wanted to go to a Kabuki show someday. It would be be fun to go to a Final Fantasy X Kabuki show because I would be really curious to see what that would end up being. So, anyways, that's what we'll end it on. Cool Kabuki stuff. This is an explicit podcast this week. Cool Kabuki shit. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, very cool though. Very, very interested. And hopefully, I don't know like if Kabuki shows get released online in any way. Or like if you can buy like a Blu-ray or DVD of it. But if Final Fantasy X Kabuki gets released some way, I I may watch that. I may give that a watch. Even without English. I know what's going on with Final Fantasy X. Your dad. Your dad hates you. (laughs) anyways that's it for this week thanks for coming onecontroller is the website as i mentioned this week we got the patreon video going up looking at that Game Boy advance ac adapter so if you're at the five dollar level on patreon you'll be able to see that i'm still trying to update the website so the patreon content is a little more um visible there so uh please please look forward to that i guess it's just a website update i i imagine i'm the one using the website the most um <laughs> um anyways so there's that Um, we are gonna be streaming more One Piece this week at 7pm Pacific Time, and then, uh, the week after that, or after this week, is the Buddy Mission Bond video on August 3rd, so please look forward to that. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out on the 29th this week, I think I have it on day one shipping, and I plan to probably put a lot of time into that this weekend, hopefully. So, looking forward to that. Um, Hopefully, I will come out positively. I'm always anxious about Xenoblade games and Monolith Soft games in general. Um, Most of the time, they deliver for me. So, I think we'll have a pretty positive conversation about that game. Although, I'm sure I'll be very critical of it in a lot of ways, too. Um, Especially, I think world design is my biggest concern right now. Because I just don't have confidence that they figured out how to make the world of Xenoblade work again, so it's a complicated conversation. I've mentioned it, I think in the Torn of the Golden Country video I mentioned, like, I think the world design in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is just not quite where it needs to be. Torn of the Golden Country, I think, nails it down almost perfectly again. Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I think, nails it down almost perfectly. So, um, or I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Xenobade Chronicles X. Well, let's not get into X. X is kind of a different thing. We're not talking about Xenoblade right now. I'm leaving you guys. Um, if you want to listen to this Patreon or this podcast on uh on audio through your podcast platforms, it should be available on the majority of them. So if you search one control port there, you can do that um and then also if you want to see my face when i talk to you and like my nose was running a little bit during this podcast (laughs) um you can do that on youtube on the uh the the youtube you can do that Otherwise, I think I'll leave it at that this week. I've been trying to update the playlist and stuff on the YouTube. So if you haven't been there in a long time and you're curious about some particular topic or particular, you know, type of videos, you know, and you and you had trouble finding them in the past, you should be able to be more easily find them today. So please, please go and take a look. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week. Bye.